Hey girl, welcome to our Breakthrough Community. My name is Mackenzie and I'm on staff with In Christ Ministries and I have the complete and total pleasure of joining you today. Um, I'm so glad that you are joining us here. If you would like more information on the ministry that I'm part of, make sure to visit the website inchrist.org and you can find all the details about In Christ Ministries as well as the Breakthrough. I am so glad, girl, that you are joining us. Um, we are continuing to dive into some really heavy topics. Um, for the past couple of weeks, if not months, we've been diving into... Um, God and who he says he is. And we just keep uncovering all these different things. And so um, as we keep diving into scripture and we keep on revealing who God is and um, who we are in Christ Jesus, which is ultimately the goal, um, we want to know our identity and we also want to know our position because once we know our position, we can process different conditions in our life. And um, as we do that, we're going to be working through the New Testament. I'm working through Acts. I've honestly haven't really studied Acts a whole lot. And so as I'm diving deeper, there's things that are jumping out to me that I think are important for us to uncover. Um, recently in the pa last podcast, we covered, um, we're going through Paul and Barnabas as they are sharing the gospel of Jesus, of Jesus Christ to a lost and broken world. Um, and originally they brought this message up to the Jews and then Jews have decided to deny Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Um, and here's the biggest thing is Jews have spent years upon years upon years from the very beginning performing for God under the law, the law of Moses. That has been their life source. That has been how they have tried to achieve righteousness. And ultimately, it hasn't been working. And so God sent the solution. He already knew the solution, but he sent the solution. He sent his son Jesus Christ to fulfill the law. The law is good, but it's not going to produce life. And he knew that. And he knew that Jesus was going to produce life. And so what Paul and Barnabas are doing is they're saying, hey, here's the law of grace. Here's the law of grace. And we want you to know it. And they were on board until there were large crowds gathering that weren't Jews. And um, they were Gentiles. And let me tell you, these Gentiles, they haven't followed the law. They aren't under the law. They aren't even designed to be under the law. Um, and as Gentiles, they, they're listening to this because it's like, wow, this sounds really, really cool. Um, it sounds like good news. And the Jews get jealous. And so they start throwing a fit and a pity party. And they start denying anything to be true about this because it's just not fair. It's not fair that these Gentiles who haven't worked as hard as they have get to enjoy this gift that they have worked for years to get. And what Paul is saying is, hey, you guys are missing it. This is a grace. This is a gift of grace. This is God's grace being lavished upon you. And they're saying, no, we don't want it. We are denying this. And so last podcast, we talked about where are you in your life? Are you choosing to deny Christ and function out of the, um, your flesh and function out of your own life resources? Are you choosing to function out of the spirit? You have a choice and God has given you a choice. And so as we dive deeper, we're going into Acts 14. And I'm going to read you some scripture. Um, I might butcher some of the names here. <laughs> so just walk through this with me um, gracefully. But um, it says the same thing happened in Iconium. Okay, so I might have just butchered that name. They entered the Jewish synagogue and spoke in such a way that a great number of both Jews and Greeks believed. But the Jews who refused to believe stirred up and poisoned the minds of the Gentiles against the brothers. So they stayed there for some time and spoke boldly. This is what Paul and Barnabas did. They stayed there and spoke boldly in reliance on the Lord. They trusted him. Um, they relied on him. 
who testified to the message of, of his grace by granting the signs, granting that signs and, and wonders be performed through them. But the people of the city were divided, some siding with Jews and some with the apostles. Now, this is so important because let's just break this down a little bit. They come to this next synagogue and there is a, um, a presence. There is a multitude of people that are like in awe. In awe of this truth. Now, did every Jew deny Christ as their Lord and Savior? Absolutely not. But they are staying in awe. But what happens? The other Jews who have decided that this is not how they want to live their life, that this is not the life that they want to live, that this is not their resource, that they do not want to function out of the Spirit, they start to um, poison the minds of Gentiles and Greeks. And this is so important because the same way, the same way as believers and unbelievers. Unbelievers are choosing to function out of the flesh, to function out of this, out of their own resources. And ultimately, there's two deals on the table. We all, we, we, we sometimes think that there's three, but there's ultimately only two deals on the table. Um, you can function to be a slave to sin, or you can function to be a slave of righteousness. Those are your two deals. And all, what people will say is like, well, I'm not, you know, I'm not serving Satan, but I'm not going to serve God. I'm going to do, I'm going to just do me. I'm going to hang out and do, listen to my, I'm the ruler of my life. And God's saying, uh-uh, there's two deals. You are either, un, you are either a child of wrath or you're a child of the spirit, or a child of God. Those are your two options. And so whether you are a child, you are a slave to sin, you can only produce death. That is only what you can produce. Now, does that mean that um, unbelievers are cruel, wicked people and, you know, mean and nasty and um, almost like if you're thinking of Lord of the Rings, like, or Lord of the Ring, like, no, we're not, it's not trolls, right? We can't pinpoint if an unbeliever is a troll by the way that l they look. But you see the fruit. And same thing with a believer. Their job, the, the, the way that they were designed was for Christ to produce fruit through them. Now, a believer can either function out of the spirit or out of the flesh. They can choose to do life on their own, and it's not going to produce fruit. But they can also choose to live in the spirit and produce fruit and allow Christ to produce fruit through them. But see what happens here is the Jews have made a decision. They have made a choice. They have been given the opportunity to live from the spirit or live from um, being a child of wrath or live from Satan, right? Ultimately live from death. And they have chosen that. They have chosen that path. But it doesn't just stop there. As the deceiver does not just sit, a wa sit around and just watch and let things go. He is involved. And there is a process where there is a poisoning of the minds. There's a poisoning. There's a deceit. There is a darkness that has entered this area. And this corruption is taking place. And ultimately, what ends up happening is there, there is a strong division between who supports the apostles and who supports the Jews. The same way that there's a strong division of who's going to align their life with Christ and who's not. Now, we might say, okay, well, an unbeliever is, you know, aligning their life apart from Christ, but they're not horrible people, right? No. But they've made a decision, and through that decision, there's been a poisoning of their mind. The deceiver is not holding back with planting lies. The same, 
the same way that this happens with a believer. Now, a believer, they're a little bit more complicated. An unbeliever, you have one choice. You function as a child of darkness. That is your choice. You have made that decision. That's your way of life. But a believer can make a decision to function out of their own resources. I'm going to do life apart from Christ, right? I'm going to make, I'm going to function, I'm going to process my divorce. I'm going to process going to school or I'm going to, I'm going to process all these decisions through relationships or friendships out of my own resources. And it's going to lead to death as well. And we have this choice to consult God in all things, which is what he commands us to do. Not because he wants to control everything, but he wants to be in part of all of this. He wants to be co-living with you as we also uncover God is um, God is wanting to co-live with us. He's wanting to make decisions together. He wants to do this party thing together. And so we have this decision, okay? The same way that we have decisions today, they had a decision. But the deceiver, when a Christian decides to function from their own resources, do you think the deceiver is going to hold back? Heck no, he's not holding back. Are you kidding me? He's going to be planting lie bombs all throughout your mind. He's going to be tricking you. He's going to be telling you lies about your identity, who God is. He's going to be selling you false views of God. He's going to sell you false views of who you are. Nothing is off the table. That could be your kids. That could be your marriage. That could be your relationships. That could be um, your schooling. That could be your career. Whatever it is, the, the deceiver is not holding back. He's not holding back. And he is going to make your life a living hell, right? He's going to try to continue to poison your mind. Yeah, he can't touch your spirit. You're saved. But he's going to try to poison your mind. The same way that is happening in Acts is, okay, I don't, like, I'm going to, inter I'm going to try to intervene here because this is, I don't want this to come out. I don't want there to be truth. I don't want there to be truth spoken. And the same way that we talked about in the last podcast is you have a decision, you have a choice, and we have a choice same thing. Are we going to allow poison to creep in? Are we going to allow to listen to lies and listen to anything apart from Christ? Are we going to listen to the world? Are we going to listen to opinions of unbelievers or believers that are straying us apart from Christ? Or are we going to rest in truth? Are we going to know truth? Are we going to be um, surrounded and built up on foundational truth? Because if we don't know truth, if you don't know truth, you're living a lie. Ultimately, that's what's happening. You are allowing lies to creep in because you don't know truth. This is why it's so important that we know our identity, that we know who God says we are, and that we know how to function, and that we're protective of our surroundings, that we're protective of who is speaking truth in our life. Now, am I saying to cut off all unbelievers in your life? No, but there is this protection. There is a strong protection of believers being surrounded by other believers and to protect our spirit and to protect our soul and to know who is speaking, speaking truth out of best intentions from the spirit that God himself is consult that God is himself is speaking to you through people around you is so important. And they have intentions that you live by the spirit is so important because as an unbeliever, they don't have that intention. They might want you to succeed. They might want you to get the job promotion. They might want to see your, your marriage not fail, right? They just want to see you happy. They just want to see you, you know, go with your emotions. Um, they just want peace. But ultimately, there can't be peace unless there's war. 
Okay, there can't be peace unless we are willing to stand on truth. And that's what it comes down to. And so as we make this decision, where am I where am I dictating my decisions through? Where am I making choices through? Am I functioning through the spirit or am I functioning through um, my flesh? Am I an unbeliever and I'm a child of wrath and I am like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize I was a slave to sin? By when we are slave to righteousness, we have this decision. We have to make this choice. And so you as a believer walk walk boldly walk boldly in the Lord and walk boldly walking forward knowing who your life source is. And if you are questioning how you're functioning, if you are questioning if how you're making decisions, then consult the Father in all things. In all things, not just big decisions, not if you should buy that house or move to that state or take that job, but even the little things. Consult him in the road you're going to take to work, the coffee order you're going to take. Not because it's going to be sinful to order the chocolate mocha over the vanilla cream coffee. Not that, but he wants to be involved in the little things in life, the mundane moments. And when we allow him to be in the little things, he's in the big things too. When we let him um, when we when there's this co-relationship, he's in the little and big things. He's not just fighting for the big things. He wants to be in the little things. But the deceiver will try to remind, will try to tell you that he doesn't care about the little things in your life, nor does he care about the big things that you have to fight, that you have to solve your problems, that this isn't true, that God isn't fighting for you, that he doesn't love you, but we have to stand firm. And ultimately, it's going to create a divide. The same way it did in Acts, it's going to create a division and you have to be prepared for that division. You have to be prepared on what side you're going to take. Because there's two deals on the table. There is no middle line. You can't choose a middle line. That's not, that's not an option. You have two deals on the table. And so choose that. Choose and evaluate that situation. Do you want to be a child of wrath? Or do you want to be a child of spirit? And if you're a child of spirit, do you want to function out of your own life resources and produce false fruit or fake fruit or do you want to function and have Christ's fruit living and breathing and producing through you? You don't have to do the work. God's going to do it all. That is your two deals on the table. Okay, you have two deals on the table. You just have to make the decision. Girl, thank you again for joining me and um, growing with me as we walk through Acts and we walk through the fruit of the Spirit and what it means to be in Christ Jesus if you feel called to um, support our ministry, go to inchrist.org and hit the donate button. You can either give generally to In Christ Ministries or you can give directly to the breakthrough. Um, I'm so glad that we are growing together and we are uncovering some layers and pulling back some layers um, to really understand the abundant life of Jesus Christ and what it means to be in Christ Jesus um, and to see what it looks like for him to live his life through us um, and that we don't have to do this on our own. I can't wait to see you in the next podcast. Um, as we continue to grow together and continue to move back these layers. See ya. Love ya. Bye.